0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
2: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts
4: right now. It takes a village. That village is the Maller Militia. And we are in the air everywhere back at it on a Sunday podcast and we hope all is well in your world and we do think it can't be that bad you listen to a podcast and most people hear these podcasts on the day they are put up. Now some people go back in the archives and I knew a moving man mad out of Boston when he's driving around the highways and byways in his big rig there will be listening to old podcasts. But most people listen the day the podcast is made available. And we do thank you. This is a spin-off of The Overnight Show. If you like this podcast but you don't listen to the radio, you should try The Ben Maller Show. Available five days a week in commercial radio, regular radio, and then also available on the podcast format there. But we are back at it again on a Sunday and joined from west of the 405, a man that brings sand to the beach, David Gasconi. <laughs>
5: For the record, I would never bring a out-of-state masseuse to the beach. You would not? No. Yeah. No. I don't care how yeah. hot she is and how good <laughs> she is with her hands. I will keep it all in-house in the beautiful state so of
4: you're- California. You're not like a certain quarterback has been accused of in. You uh, are Texas. like a pig in
5: slop with that news <laughs> over the last couple. Well, of Well, listen.
4: I mean, I'm glad he blocked me. He couldn't. You <sighs> know, could be perverted with me. Uh, he yeah. blocked me. You I, know, yeah. I, I stood up for women, Gascon. These women, these masseuses. Yeah, you because are... I was ahead of the game on that. I I was on to that quarterback that this guy's a little creepy. You are uh, probably about a hundred miles
5: away from me and nowhere near me in terms of phones and, and connectivity online, but. I could see and feel the smile on your face from ear to ear. It was just magical for you.
4: Well, you know, you hate to see when certain things happen to people that uh, you know just you, the downfall oh, of Oh boy. Perfect people. Oh. And, uh, well, everyone loves a good comeback story, and now Deshaun Watson can have a good comeback story, right?
1: <laughs> oh, jeez.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it might be all – maybe it's all made up, gun. I've heard people, people have emailed me, said it's all made up, and maybe it is. You know, that I do believe in due process yeah. and that you are, have a chance to defend yourself. And these are not criminal matters at this point, to my knowledge. These are right. all civil matters. Yeah. And it does put the NFL in an interesting pickle. Oh, yeah. Because generally when it comes to civil cases, they do not – Do not suspend people. Well, and this will be a
5: fascinating case because you know exactly where this is heading because a white owner in Robert Kraft was accused of some misdoings in Florida and now a black quarterback in Houston is accused of some things that are similar.
4: Yeah, so you're saying they have to not punish Deshaun Watson because he – he did the Bob Kraft thing, and that's yeah.
5: Yeah, I'll be curious to see how this thing all plays. out. Well, the
4: out. NFL did set. I mean, they did set a precedent. The NFL did set the precedent, mm-hmm. and that was actually a criminal matter, though. Yeah. that was not a civil matter. That was a criminal matter.
5: Right, right. And this, yeah. and this isn't just some tailback or some strong safety that's had a couple of good seasons. This is a, this is one of their their prominent figureheads as a quarterback in the league. It's a quarterback driven league, and this guy is one of their shot callers. So. You know he's he's under the spotlight for for bad reasons. It's unfortunate.
4: Well, it's unfortunate if he didn't do it. Yeah. If he did
5: it, it's not unfortunate at all. No, no. But this just pro- this proves why the National Football League is a 365 day a year conversation.
4: This story just right up the yin yang, this story, it will not stop. I yeah. mean every day it's a broken faucet drip, 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 drip. I love a good scandal. N- but, I love a good scandal.
5: But if you're Deshaun Watson and you're in his position, are you heading right to the bank and saying, Let me scratch a check and get this thing over with?
4: Yeah. Well, hasn't that horse left the barn at this point? He had the opportunity. And that's that initial post by Deshaun Watson. If this goes the way it's it's headed this right now, if this doesn't make a U-turn, this story. Yeah. That quote will haunt Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Right. He came out and, you know, it seemed like the proper thing to say. It was one lawsuit, you know, massage, and it didn't seem that bad uh, you know not great but there are worse things that he has since been accused of yeah Deshaun Watson and and you know it it goes back to we've talked about this a lot with apologies right they say you should never apologize as a public figure right right now why should you never apologize as a public figure because once you apologize then other people say well wait a minute you should apologize for this it opens up pandora's box right it's it's odd too because you know, you know interpersonal relations like you know friends or you know you know your your wife or your if you're a you know, woman your husband or whatever um yeah it's great to apologize but as a public figure when you apologize it it it, it creates more stories and, and then you need to issue more apologies and it's like Deshaun Watson coming out saying, you know, I've always treated women properly. Now, there's a whole, you know, a whole line of women around the building that are like, "No, you didn't."
5: Yeah. You know, "No, you didn't." And he, all you uh, need and all you needs one, it's for him to say I've never all you yeah. needs one.
4: Yeah. And 80. And and then when you apologize, also 80 percent of the people don't believe the apology. Right. They don't think you're being sincere. They think you're doing it because you got caught. And then like the other 20 percent don't give a crap. So what are you really accomplishing? Yeah. Not much. And but that now that wasn't really an apology by Deshaun Watson, but it was more of a. Like, th- he was a defense. He was defending. He was, I, this is not, you know, true. It was a shakedown and all that. Well, if it's a shakedown, it's a hell of a shakedown. It's one of the great shakedowns of our time. Yeah. I, w- I mean, just think, too, when the
5: season ended and the contract talks were, were happening with, with ownership, with the general manager and with a head coach, wasn't he tweeting or posting Instagram photos w- with his his significant other on a boat?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <The season. laughs>
5: Jesus. This will take you, this will take us until, until kickoff in week one.
4: Mm, Well, it will, unless Deshaun plays ball, ponies up the money. Yeah. Right. I mean, these are civil matters. You can make a civil case go away out of court, hush, hush settlement. That's it. Uh, I scratch your back. You scratch my back. The mortification dies down. That's it. Uh, and, uh, of course, it's got to be a secret financial agreement, which stays secret unless you're Donald Trump, and then it's no longer secret. Yeah. Uh, then that becomes public, public record. Now, do you so. think he wants out of Houston now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd like to be traded to the Orchids of Asia day spa. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to hide, man. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, it's it is wild though. I mean, you know, I don't know what's true or not. I mean, he will have a chance to to defend himself if these things actually go through the legal channels. But it is just the preponderance of the evidence for Deshaun Watson. That's right? what it's it is. Yeah, the, in a
5: civil suit, it's only yeah. it's only fifty one percent. It's not yeah. beyond a reasonable doubt.
4: And that's the problem because he was contacting these ladies according to the lawsuits on Instagram. He was sliding into DMs. Yeah you know just normal you know random women who are massage therapists and uh, hey i'd like a massage and that
5: and, uh, and that's a uh, thing that was code
4: that was we said the other night it was code language for i'd like to screw but uh, he didn't say that
5: so. and when you when you open yourself up to discovery everything's on the table text messages cell phone conversations instagram posts Twitter DMs, like everything's out there. So yeah, he's he's susceptible to all of us now. With if discovery comes into play for a civil suit,
4: yeah, he's he's got some explaining to do. He's in he's in the pickle jar. He's yeah. in the pickle jar is what he's in because of his pickle. He's yeah. in the pickle jar. <laughs> what happened? I see what you did there. Thank well, you. Well played. I'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, we have mail back. You want mail back? Yeah. I love the mailbag. Again, the whole key, Gascon, rapid fire. okay, Machine gun Kelly style. I get through as many of these questions as we can. Now, if you want to contribute content to this show, the podcast, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Write the a mailbag. Song. What's that? Or write a song. Really? <laughs> You're so jealous. All right. The, the mailbag, though, we submit on Wednesday, usually in the morning on the West Coast, but early afternoon on the East Coast. And we ask for submissions. Ben Mallor Show Facebook page, and you can submit a question there. But if you want to keep your question private, because you're very important, uh, you can go to the realfifthhour at gmail.com, realfifthhour at gmail.com, send a question in via email, and we may use your question on the air. So that's how we do this. We'll start out with our, our guy, Pierre, from Springfield, Mass., the home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. Ben, seeing that your co-workers barely listen to your show, it's safe to say that they don't listen to this podcast. That being said, Pierre writes in, who are some of your fellow co-workers that you enjoyed working with the most? KK, Marcel, Julio, Looney, Danny G, uh, people like that uh well yeah there's a lot of people that i've enjoyed working with that are no longer with fox sports radio i had a really good relationship with looney we've had him on the podcast the was that the lowest rated podcast we've had guest guy when Looney was on? it yes. certainly was yeah that uh, whole woke that woke stuff didn't really work from looney tunes but i, I love Looney. He's my favorite liberal friend and uh, we get along we we go back and forth fighting about the news of the day there Even now, you know, Looney will randomly send me a zillion text messages and I'll counterpunch and we'll go back and forth. I love KK and Greg Bergman and uh, so many people. Turk Stevens, who I worked with, the old update guy from back in the day, who's now a gym teacher for many, many years and uh, had a a fond memory, fond memories with him. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of good people. Julio, I spent many a night when, when I, you know, single days with Julio Flores as my producer and we would get off the, the show, and we'd go over to Denny's in Sherman Oaks there and uh, watch the, uh, the people come in that were up all night, the, uh, some of them working, ladies of the night, the pimps that would come in there, and uh, it was wild, wild and crazy. So fond memories of all those people. Uh, Greg in Iowa writes in. He says, I work in a place that uh, coats and fabricates coated and raw rebar. How well do either of you think you could shake out a bundle of rebar? Now have you seen this? He sent a video, but I, I didn't send this to you, Gascon. But the the rebar, you, you know what rebar is, right? You're yeah. familiar with yeah, yeah. Could you could you could you do this with rebar? There's there's no chance, right? There's that's a skill that uh, that I I do not possess. And I'm pretty sure you growing up west of the 405... Do not have that skill. I need to so see I'm the mom. video. I, I need to see. All it. right, hold on a sec. I'll get you the video. My God, here, let me. Let me copy this and see if it'll. I'll send it to you right now. We're doing this live on the podcast. You're listening to our live, <laughs> live coverage live, of rebar. Live coverage. we like to alert all the affiliates down the line here that
5: we are doing this. No, and we can we uh, can do this like a certain media or news outlet where I'm I'm working on the rebar and it's just a tight shot of me doing that, and then behind scenes footage is like there's other guys that are obviously working on it to help me <laughs> help me along the way, right? Like that yeah. um, that yeah. weather reporter that said that he was um, he was on a boat or he was like knee deep in in weather or in a in a flood and there
4: was someone walking by and he was it was only up to his ankles really yeah 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 it's all about uh, presentation not reality it's it's an illusion all of it is illusion. all right so I sent it to you yeah there's no chance uh, oh yeah uh, you can't do that
5: oh yeah no. I could definitely do no, you, you know what this is you could is? not do that you could not do that you know what this is Ben Maller this is This is heavy ropes. These are heavy ropes that are used in the gym. Absolutely, I can do this. No chance. Oh, yeah. Put me out there, hard hat, gloves talk. You
4: can't walk the walk. No No chance. Guaranteed. I can definitely do that. Put money on it? Um, Yeah, how are we going to get Rebar. Who's, who do we – know anybody around here that has rebar that we can I – mean, I guess we can go down to, like, Wilmington
5: or Carson to go grab something. Uh,
4: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's every 10 feet in Wilmington and <laughs> Carson. Right. I mean, my God. Uh, anywhere, you, anywhere you go there, boom, done, problem solved. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Got any rebar. Is, yeah. uh, Russell, Russell in Kansas says, can you find anyone else to do the podcast with? I'm over gag on and his pompous ways. I almost think – Oakley dokally do might be better. Wow. That is a shocker. Who who wrote that? Russell in Kansas. Oh never heard of her. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is a he, he thinks that Brian Finley who's a, fucking... a stage five clinger <laughs> would be better than you. Russell's a yeah.
5: Russell's an idiot.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
6: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: Uh, uh, The answer is I can find people to do the podcast when Gascon takes off every other week. Then I can find people to do the podcast. Yes. uh, Stay tuned. Uh, R.J. in San Antonio, uh, he says, do y'all believe in the paranormal? And if you do, have you had any experience? I feel like we've been asked this question before, R.J., on this podcast, or at least uh, maybe on the radio. But, yeah, we both we both think there's something out there, the paranormal. Yeah. Right? yeah. Advanced civilizations, uh, absolutely. Because everything on this planet came from somebody somewhere else, right? Everything yeah. kind of bounces around and all that, so it would be logical to think somewhere out in the cosmos there are, I don't know if it's a parallel universe or different dimensions, but however you want to describe it, but yeah. And I have seen, there's one thing I saw that that in the days before drones, I saw these like five uh, orbs. They were orbs. I was on a hike in L.A., and I saw some orbs that I I'd never seen before or since that I'm convinced were something from another <laughs> world, but I don't know. You always try to take pictures and video yeah. and they never come out, right? Uh, Chris in Iowa writes, and he says, uh, what if you set up a pre-order waiting list for the book you want to write and you charge people 5 to $10 to be on it? Yeah. Would that motivate you to start writing it? Then you take the book and all the Malheur Militia pre-orders to the publishers and bam, Done deal, Chris says. Or the money could help you self-publish the book. And you can add a bit to the show once a month. How's the damn book coming along? Accountability. He, that's, that's pretty good. And he says he will put his the first $10 in. Uh, Chris, that's a great idea. Um, and that's obviously something I will consider. I am in talks. Um, this is a very slow process, very long process, but... I have been in talks with someone who is interested in uh, helping with that project and is in negotiations with a couple of the publishing houses. So um, it's really uh, a case of once that is green-lighted, if that gets green-lighted, then it'll go. If not, the the self-publishing thing is an option that's on the table. But my experience with the Mallard Militia, and I love the Mallard Militia, but I've in the past tried to hawk T-shirts and things like that. when money's involved, the maller militia generally uh, kind of clams up a little bit. So, but uh, but I'm I'm glad, Chris, you're willing to spend spend the money. So I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Page down here. Page down. Uh, this is from I'm a pilot. Ah, I'm a, I believe this is from I'm a pilot. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, he says, uh, "What is your take on NBA Top Shot?" Crypto collectibles, this fad, and uh, why would anyone pay for something that anyone can easily view on YouTube and other media? Do you either, do either of you guys, uh, seeing the, this being trying to to duplicate this rather as the NBA? Do you think we're gonna gonna duplicate this uh, like crypto? He's saying, and uh, will this die on the line in a few years or boom? I need your hot take. Well, he's talking about non-fungible tokens, is yeah. what these things are called NFTs. Yeah, we have discussed this. I did a monologue about it. Thanks for listening. I'm a pilot. To the monologue, we'll a I shot at him. The, What's wrong with you, dude? Just pointing it out. Jesus. Oh, I love I'm a pilot. I wear that hat. It's a good looking hat. He got wow. me that M hat. Solid. Uh, but no, I, I, I am. I guess when, I'm a pilot. It's kind of around our age, I believe. So I think we're all of the same age. We all grew up the same way. You think this is bullshit? Yeah. Um, and I, I do. I keep in mind, I thought Bitcoin was bullshit. It's not. Uh, I'll take the L on that. But it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's why own something that you don't really own. You, To me, it would make sense if you bought a highlight, and every time ESPN, Fox, NBC, or CBS played the highlight, you got paid five cents. Yeah. That would make sense to me. Oh, yeah. Just same thing I with, could, with, with pictures, right? When you have to, yeah. when
5: you use pictures that are copyrighted, those are protected. So you can Yeah, yeah. I, I used them.
4: to, when I worked to, with Yahoo, uh, I had access, and also FoxSports.com, I had access to the Getty images. Yeah. Amazing. Greatest. The, the Getty images are uh, just outstanding. But the subscription price is so a, yeah, large. Yeah. Very, very expensive. And there's yeah. tiers to it. Like, I only yeah. had access to a small part of it. Mm hmm um but their work is amazing and yeah so to answer your question i'm a pilot yeah if it was like that i'm in it but it just doesn't make sense to me and i think there's I, I i don't understand i know it's a to me it's a fad but if a fad sticks around long enough uh it becomes a trend and then we're we're good to go but it's not it's not for me so all right. Uh, I'm a pilot also says, as a Dallas guy, it is tough seeing Jerry Jones willing to die on his Dak Prescott, oh. terrible contract oh. mountain. Oh, Have God. we reached the pinnacle of contract money, especially after such a downturn in revenue over the last year in every sport? And he says, it's not about Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, Mookie Betts, Giannis Kumbo. And all that. And then he says, are we really in a society now where someone is worth more than the gross domestic product of a country? And uh, then he names, he says there's a uh, Tuvalu, is that the name of it? A small, I, I put a question mark at the end of it, a small country in the, in the Pacific, about halfway between Hawaii and Australia, and has a gross domestic product of $47 million. Where do you see the end point or will we ever see a 100 million uh a year athlete haven't salaries gotten a bit out of hand well inflation comes into
5: play everything costs yeah, more it like, is.
4: the way i look at it uh, i'm a pilot. i am I do not i don't i don't have a i don't like it but i don't have a problem with it cuz i don't want someone putting a cap on how much i can make and the the sports leagues are making money so they can afford to pay Mahomes and Dak Prescott. And you know, the argument can be made, as much as I despise LeBron James, to the value of that business, LeBron James should be paid $100 million a year in terms of value added to that professional operation. So there, at some point, you would assume there's going to be a Waterloo moment it clearly is not the pandemic. It's not the pandemic. It, these, these are just television shows. You've got to look at professional sports as television shows. Fans are not important. We're not. We love sports and all that, and I'll watch it till the day I die. But we learned during the apocalypse of 2020, the show goes on without any fans in the stadiums, in the arenas, in the ballparks it's all about tv revenue they could afford to pay everyone they lost money they didn't make as much money because th- that's that's extra gravy that's extra frosting on the cake the the hot dogs the peanuts the nachos the tickets and the and all that but everything else the tv money the merchandise they all got that yeah so anyway uh i bet i'm a pilot flying all over the place he must see some amazing like I've heard there's other islands out between US the US and Hawaii, right? Aren't there some places out there the, yeah. in the middle? I wonder if he's but, been to Guam. Guam would be I a bet great you spot. he's been to Guam.
5: Yeah. I wonder you if You ever like, been to Guam? No, never. But I'd be I'd be fascinated to see if there was a chance to jump on an extra seat that he might have. One oh, here we go. Here we jumbo go. Jumbo seven 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 pulling so the could, weed man. <laughs> could, get your hand out. Yeah, every, every, get
4: your every, hand out now. Get your every, hand
5: out. Every pilot needs a co pilot, you know.
4: It's, uh, it's fine. My guy, Vic the Brick, the great Vic the Brick Jacobs, L.A. radio legend, got his start in Guam. Did he really? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was working. He was he was traveling. He's like a bohemian after, you know, grew up in New York, and he was traveling around, and he ended up in Guam, and he was working at a restaurant. We should get Vic on. The problem is that when we record these podcasts, Vic is usually working. Yeah. So we can't get him on, unfortunately. No, he'd be fun to have on. Yeah, but Vic has some amazing stories. But he lived in Guam. He was working at a restaurant, and some guy came in from the radio station, and they struck up a conversation. I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably getting this all wrong. But as I remember Vic telling me the story, he was working at a restaurant in Guam, and this guy that ran the radio station came in and liked Vic and you know g- gave him an opportunity to work, and that led to a career that has had you know, 30, 40 years, probably 40 years now in sports television and radio for Vic the Brick Jacobs. Good dude, from what Feeling I heard. Feeling you. <laughs> Love the guy. Uh, and I believe this is from Michael. He recommended a couple of guest ideas for future podcasts. He wants to have us have Clay Travis on, R.J. Bell as well, he says. Interesting. And uh, this is main cabin master crew. Well, R.J. would be impossible, I think, because
5: the time that we record this.
4: Uh maybe. I think maybe early on we could do it. Clay, I don't know. Does Clay do these kind of things? I don't know if Clay does these kind of things. I, Clay's got his own operation without kick. I don't know if he would sully himself to come down to hang out with guys like us, but we I'd love to put Clay on. Clay's yeah. uh Clay's done a great job with his his product and uh people love Clay. He's got a huge following and He's actually stood up. A lot of people have tried to get Clay taken off the radio, and he's <laughs> uh, been able to fight back. And I credit that to him because it's not easy when you're in the eye of the storm. And he's been in the eye of the storm uh, over the last uh, you know, last what four or five years or so. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, we could effort that. Guess gun right. Would, would you? What about
5: uh, what about Dave Portnoy? What if we had him on?
4: Oh, I'd love to put Portnoy on. I don't think he would do it, but I'd love to put him on. You don't think he would do yeah. it? Yeah, because again, he's got his own thing at Barstool and all that. But if he would, I mean, but, you know, put a request in. Yeah, I'll well, put him on. I'd love to talk to Portnoy. All right. Yeah, I, I, I love the another guy that's pushed back against the, the woke karate that are out there and stood up to him. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a guy that took it to the next level. That's true. Talk about monetizing your product. Holy crap. Uh, Dave from Mill Valley, California writes, and he says, Eddie Garcia used to say downloading the podcast annoys management. More recently, he says downloading the podcast upsets the corporate guys. So my question to you, Ben, is how does downloading the podcast upset the corporate guys, and why do we want to upset them? All right. Well, Dave, that's a great question. The the reason it upsets the corporate guys is because there is a – pecking order in radio in any job there's a pecking order right and and it upsets the apple cart if you will there's a hierarchy and when our little dopey overnight show gets more downloads than some of the big powerful daytime shows it messes up the food chain okay it messes up the, it's not is not the way it's supposed to work there's a there's a social pyramid and we know where we are on that social pyramid and management knows where we are in that social pyramid. So it, it does upset them. But I would say it upsets them in a good way. right? They're like, oh, why are people. I've, I've heard this from, not from the bosses we have now, but in the past. Why are people downloading this? You know, they're like, well, I don't understand. You know, it's like, we've got our former athlete who's on during the day. Why are people not downloading that guy? So it does upset them. But that's the answer. Uh, not. That Steve-O from Florida writes, and he says, Ben and anybody but on. I've noticed a lot of foul language being picked up on the microphones during NBA games. Do you think the broadcast partners are going to press teams to allow fans into the stadiums simply to drown out all of the candid conversations? He says, uh, no, they're going to want fans in the arenas because it's money. yeah, Straight cash, homie. It's all about that money boss. and then he says also if you could master one musical instrument, uh, what would it be? what would it be? Well, back in my younger days when I was a swinging bachelor, if you had the ability to play a guitar, you were a made man with the ladies, right if you had the the skill with the guitar, oh man now I don't know give you could play the I've uh, you know inherited a piano gascon. Uh, I don't know how to. I, I, my mom tried to teach me how to play, and I knew a few songs when I was a kid. But I have no idea. It would Be a nice skill to have, play the piano.
5: That's the that's the one instrument I'd love to master, piano. P-
4: piano. Yeah. Well, uh, I it's I now cl- own a piano, Gascon. It's so. uh,
5: it's classy, and it goes with any kind of music, any kind of music. T- timeless.
4: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You can listen to the, the the greats of you know Mozart and all that from back in the day up until now, and yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Uh, Kevin from Rockford, Illinois, writes in. He says, Mr. Maller and Mr. Gascon, I am a huge Duke apologist, and I am always excited for March Madness. (laughs) Even though Duke won't be in the tournament this year, I still would normally watch just because I love college basketball. This year, however, I just can't get into it. I'm not sure if it's the political climate of our country or because of COVID. Who knows? It's just weird. Kevin writes, he says that I would all of a sudden not be into something after watching it for 20 years. Same goes for the NBA. Do you guys feel the same way, or is it
5: just me? No, he's he's got a point. I mean, not us, obviously, because we work in the industry, because we can't afford to do that, but – I've had a lot of friends and a lot of family members that have said the exact same thing, just the way that things have been forced on them or presented. Like, I don't have a problem. I know you dealt with the pregame bullshit that's happened in certain leagues, but for them to force things or, or make it a big spectacle about some of the politicalization of, of, uh, of games and events and everything surrounding it, yeah, people are turned off by it. They want to see that for what it is as opposed to anything else. That they could find on on news
4: networks and, and other mainstream outlets well, and also remember that uh, your taste change right when you get older um your I know your taste buds change yeah. they they uh, they shrink right isn't that what they say they, they, uh, they they're less sensitive yeah. And, uh, you know, so that you know, things, uh, you're less sensitive to, to, uh, salty and sweet and the bitter and sour and all that. You're but probably less tolerant too, right? You're probably less
5: tolerant to put up with shit.
4: Oh, oh yeah. You're talking about not, yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I'm tired of the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the great things about, you know, if we're, if we're all blessed enough to live, be the old guy. Yeah. Then we can be the bitter old guy. And when you're young, you know, no, like my grandfather was you know, my my mom's dad was that way. Just like a, you know, just wouldn't put up with any of the bullshit, you know. And you're like, well, was, why do people get like that? Well, life turns you into that. Yeah. Right? You live long enough, you turn into that, that's just what happens. So, uh anyway, uh yeah, but I I I love my job and I like the NBA and I talk about the NBA. I don't talk about it as much. I watch games, I don't watch as many games. College basketball has been very difficult for me to get into. I've I've had to force myself as a John R. Wooden Award voter to get into it, to watch the players on the watch list. In fact, I have to fill out my ballot today on Sunday. The deadline is on Monday to vote for the John R. Wooden Award. So I have spent the weekend watching, by the time you hear this, watching one last time players to see if they can sway my vote for the Wooden Award. Uh, also, Kevin writes and he says, uh, "Have you guys ever heard of radio legend Mancow Mueller? You ever heard of Mancow? No. You have not? No. Who is he? Oh, he's a he's a radio legend from. He's been around for a, a million a million years. Well, not a million years, but he. I remember uh, Stern got into some battles with him, as I remember. I gotta look this shit up now." Yeah, there Howard Stern got into a bunch of radio battles but he in the 90s you were around in the 90s? Yeah. It was Howard Stern versus Mancow. That was like con, that was like a a 10-year battle I think between those two. Oh, yes I do. That's I, the only I have never heard Mancow show that's how I know. I I've, I've heard clips that Stern would play.
5: Yeah, I've, I now I'm looking at his picture. Yeah, I now I know who he is. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know his name.
4: It's one of the great radio r- wars of our time. I mean, think about great radio battles. Man Cal versus Stern. Legend. We don't really have that in the sports world, do we? Radio battles? Yeah. Oh, you do in in certain cities. I know in Boston you got WEEI versus the sports hub. Is WEEI still around? That's oh, a great station. Not as great yeah. as when I worked there, but yeah. it's, a, it's an I- iconic yeah. station, WEEI. It used to be. It used to be. Yeah.
5: Well, I agree with you. Are you are officially a WEEI historian? You have become what you love. That's
4: right. I'm part of the W E I Alumni Association. Oh, I am. Man. I admit that yeah. very much. So, I'm also part of the NBC Sports Network Alumni Association. Oh boy! But that whole network's going off the air. So they're <laughs> turning geez. that whole thing completely off the air. Yeah. But no, you have a lot of you know, in in passionate sports cities with multiple sports radio stations. You have sports radio wars. New York, you have the ESPN affiliate, Michael K. versus Craig Carton on WFAN. That's a radio war. Philadelphia has got several all-sports stations. Dallas, the same thing in Dallas, the the ticket. You don't have that here in L.A. You definitely don't have that here. Yeah, I mean, there's two sports stations, but there's no real sports battle that goes on.
5: Not a lot of sports talk, in fact, on one of the stations, so. Yeah. yeah,
4: but I, I would argue that that would be better. I, I had a boss, um, the great Mike Thompson, who loved radio battles, and and he was right. I mean, it makes everyone everyone enjoys a good radio battle, yeah. even if you're not in the business, because you got good guys versus bad guys. You pick your team, and that's right. They're harmless, fun radio battles. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. But uh, All right. Uh, Caleb from uh, Meadville, Pennsylvania says, Ben and Gascon, what are your first experiences speaking live over the radio? What were they like, he says. Uh, Were you nervous or have you always been comfortable being behind the microphone? Uh, Well, I'll go first. Uh, No, I was very, uh, very nervous. I had mic fright, stage fright, flop sweat, all of that. And it took... A fair amount of time for me to completely get over that. I'm pretty much over it now. But, uh, you know, so I, I do TV every once in a while. I'm still not used to, like, the TV experience. Even though I've done all this radio, like, TV's different. So I still uh, still have the, the heebie-jeebies a little bit when I do TV every once in a while. But radio, eh, I don't like hearing the sound of my voice. And I've told the story about my first show and my first experiences. It was very uncomfortable, Very awkward. But I, I started out as a reporter, so I did a lot of stuff on the phone, where I'd call in from Dodger Stadium or the Forum or somewhere like that. So, what about you, Gascon?
5: Yeah, I was I was super nervous to start. It's easier for me to to do radio or TV if I'm conversing with somebody. Like if I'm talking to you in a booth or or on the radio, it's way easier than doing it solo. And the one part that freaked me out was when I came to the network from San Diego was that you go from market 17 to market two. And sometimes, I don't know if you ever did this, but I'd mind fuck myself where I thought like, wow, I'm going to a national platform. There's now thousands of people listening to me oh, yeah, at exactly yeah, yeah, this yeah, time, yeah, yeah, as opposed yeah. to hundreds in little old San Diego. So that, that fucked with me a little bit. So i Oddly enough, I turn off all the music and I turn off my radio, um, I turn off my microphone uh, earbuds when I'm giving updates because I, wanna, I don't want to think about anything else. I just look at the clock and I and I go with what I need to report. You
4: turn your headphones
5: down? Yeah, I turn everything off. Yeah. What? Because the music bed- Who does that? The music bed would fuck with me because when the music bed would go from slow to fast, that means time's winding down. So then it would cause me to hurry my words- and then at times I'd either trip or mumble, and then it would sound like shit. So I'd turn the microphone earbuds off.
4: Yeah, oh, that's interesting. No, no, I turn my headphones all the way up. Yeah, I, I want to yes, hear I, I every noticed. syllable. Every I, I could be syllable. in
5: another studio,
4: and I could hear your headphones. Yeah, I didn't start out like that. I know. It happens to. Almost everyone in—I guess not you—but uh, so many people on radio Limbaugh, the, you the late Tom. great Rush Limbaugh, had you hearing and Tom, problems.
5: You and Tom have these. Tom Looney,
4: yes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a hearing aid. I fully admit it's—it's a, it's a, a workplace injury caused by radio and headphones. Yeah. Steve Mason had some uh, some issues with the hearing too. Our, our uh, old colleague at Fox Sports Radio is at ESPN, but he had some issues with the the hearing back in the day. Mm. Uh, it. It does, it does happen. All right, uh, who else do we have? Let's see, page down here. Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan in Olympia, Washington, says, uh, so your staff is corporate. Who is your favorite fill-in guy to work with? Bo the Show, uh, Keep Trying Ryan, Chris Perfect, or the Buff Buckaroo? So you want me to pick favorites, Emmett? How dare you? How dare you? I right, get along with all those guys. I I have good conversations about the Detroit Lions with Chris Perfett. I also enjoy Keep Trying Ryan. I love the fact that he got the company locked out of the Twitter account. (laughs) I think that's a tremendous story. That's right up there with Bob Guerra turning off the entire network. Uh, keep trying run because he kept trying the password, the wrong password. That was a great nickname. And uh, and Bo the Show. I, Bo, when he attempted to sing and put no energy into it, I, I still am amazed that someone could do that on a radio show and not even try. <laughs> um, but he did. I give him credit for that. Most people would be like, I got to try. I got to sound good. Bo, uh, not trying at all. And Buckaroo, all right, please, come on. We, we know Buckaroo a... He's trouble, he's trouble. Just want to point that out, guys. All right, uh, Emmett, the blind Seahawks fan, also says, uh, "says This is for both of you. Uh, What is your favorite breakfast food?" Man,
5: I'm gonna go French toast. Although French toast, although with with the with the way that Arnie Spanier has treated us over the last couple years, pancakes and speak for yourself, waffles. Man, are. What he sends from Vermont is just, it's so fucking good. It's so amazing. But yeah, French toast for me, because then you can just put decks of butter all over the French toast.
4: Well, you can put butter on pancakes too, so that doesn't really work. Uh, But properly made a stack of pancakes with the proper, it's all about ratio. Proper ratio of syrup and butter. What more do you need?
5: All right, so you don't drown your your pancakes
4: or your waffles. That's that's good to re- hear. was a rate, my my wife does. Her, she loves oh, breakfast shit. food. I don't really like breakfast food. I I didn't grow up in a house that ate a breakfast. We were we were nocturnal people, so we went, skipped to lunch mostly and uh, and dinner and all that.
5: So, would you ever eat breakfast for dinner?
4: Uh, well, I've been to like Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, oh. so I've done that. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. You've been to Roscoe's? Staple in Southern California. No. I,
5: Soul food. Because there's the one in North Hollywood, right? And then the one in Long Beach is closest
4: to me. There's one in Pasadena? Oh, there is? Yeah, there's one in Hollywood. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. I went to the one, I used to live over near where the, uh, what is that shopping center right across from Park La Brea? What is that called there? Oh, um, yeah. The Grove, is that what it's called? Yeah, the Grove, the Grove. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I used to live over there in that area. And there was a little south of there, there was a Roscoe's. And I actually went with Jason Smith and Jake Warner. And we were there. And Lamar Odom, who at the time was suspended from the Clippers for uh, weed. Oh, boy. Uh, he was uh, enjoying a nice meal. And I knew Lamar. And it was very awkward because Lamar was like, he, he kind of like, you know some, he was like a weird, it was a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Who is next here? Uh, This is from Kent in Colorado doing the mailbag. He says a few possible Friday guests you might consider would be your former colleague, Chris Myers. I could because I care. The now retired Vern Lundquist, Brent Musburger, and uh, as well. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to have any of those guys on. Uh, We're going to get Chris Myers on at some point. Vern Lundquist, I don't know how to track him down. Do you have a number for Vern Lundquist? He would be great to have on. Yeah, that'll take that'll take some work. I'll have to figure that out. Are you willing to put the effort in? Yeah, Vern would be a great guest.
5: He's the yeah. he's the star of Happy Gilmore, too. He was it was also in that
4: if you guys remember that. Yeah, Vern's awesome. And I've heard Vern, you know, in interviews in the past and he's he's a pretty good guest. Mm-hmm. Good storyteller, oh, as yeah. you would imagine, being a broadcaster all those years. Yeah. And I I think of Vern. When I think of Vern, I really, to me, think of SEC football. Yeah. That's what I think of. Yeah. And also the NCAA tournament. Call some big games in the tournament as well. No doubt. All right. A couple of my uh, local favorites, Kent says, are Mark Johnson. He's the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. We haven't had good luck with play-by-play guys. We tried to get the Viking guy on. We tried to get the Broncos guy on. Hadn't worked out for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. These guys don't do it. And he also says the stadium announcer. He wouldn't. Would you want to have on the stadium announcer from Colorado?
5: Oh, I think he does the PA for uh, Denver International Uh, Airport, too, right? Really? I think so. That would be interesting. Yeah, I think he's the
4: voice guy for... The white zone is for loading and unloading only. (laughs) (laughs) The blue zone is for handicap parking. The red zone is for emergency vehicles. That would be a great job doing the voiceover stuff for yeah for an airport? airport
5: yeah that'd be great yeah
4: well that doesn't really change though right I mean you no. do the voiceover stuff it's just, that's it yeah all right uh, let's see here uh, he says uh, I assume Kent says you've heard the, this is an email he sent I assume you've heard the story of Joseph Kennedy getting stock tips from the shoeshine boy and immediately divesting all of his stocks do you think the the same thing applies when you get stock tips from an overnight sports talk radio oh, man boy. or a sidekick I'm just wondering. Guess <laughs> gun you want to address this issue here guess. I, I
5: I ride the hell out of the coattails of of these these famous investors because there's no reason not to. I I don't think there's any drawback to to riding the coattails of, of some of the prominent figures that are out there. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I, I, like Kathy Wood, who owns she's the CEO of Arca Investment Management. I look at her portfolio every day, at least the stuff that's that's popping up there on MSNBC and CNBC. I, there's no reason not to because she's in it for the money, and they're the experts in it. So follow the experts every given
4: time. Why would you go down a different? Yeah, path? I just. I disagree with that. I, I think you're, you know, you can you can do that to a point, but I think you got to decide for yourself. I think you got to do your own research. Wait, why though? Like you have, you don't want to go and... with the herd. You don't want to go with the crowd. But you want to go you the in... other direction. Like, but... It's like that thing uh, Mike Rowe always says. You know, when everyone's going here, go the other way. Yeah, but when you invest... Zig when they zag. But
5: when you invest in a mutual fund, that's exactly what you're doing. You're not buying just one stock. You're buying an entri- entire portfolio. You're looking at like. Your ten top stocks are usually something that these guys are all invested into, anyway.
4: You're well. Listen, that's that's it. You're a follower. Uh, I'm a leader. <laughs> you're a beta. Wow. All right, that's just the way you are. Wow. Sorry. right, you're admitting you're a beta right now. Yeah. Admit it. Yeah. Admit it. Beta. 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 You're what doctors call a fool. No, I am a self-made man. Oh boy, that's what I am. Yeah. Omega Gascon. How about right this there.
5: then? Since we can Omega, we can talk Omega, about followers Omega. and leaders. How about this? At the end of 2021, we will look at the we'll look at two things. We'll look at Ben Maller and David Gascon's FICO scores and we will also look at the percentage increase or decrease in our investments for the entire year. We'll see who's got what.
4: Okay. How about this? How How about about we change the name of the podcast to, uh, (laughs) instead of the fifth hour with Ben Mallory, we'll have Alpha to Omega. (laughs) Ben and David. Right there. Right there. How about that? Does that work? Come on. That could be our mission statement. (laughs) Alpha to Omega. No, we're going to trigger somebody, dude. (laughs) We'll be canceled in 30 days. Uh, Travis in Roseburg, Oregon writes in and says, if allowed to work from the Mallor Mansion for the rest of your career, could you ever envision doing it Art Bell style, just cruising the world in an RV? Oh, That would be great. Art's one of my radio heroes, Art Bell. So uh, I would love it. from Pahrump, Nevada. The Kingdom of Nye. Yeah. I need to come up with it. I need to change the name of the studio. You know, I, it sounded great you know, from the Kingdom of Nye. Uh, but he, it turns out that was just the county that he was in in Nevada. Well, John Madden had it. Why don't you have a, a Maller Cruiser? Be fun. I'd love. I really want to go across. The, I'm, I'm jealous of these truck drivers that get to drive across the country all the time. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Just don't have the time. Yeah. Uh, to to do it. Uh, Kevin in Kansas says Ben, with the Summer Olympics happening, we hope. That means we will get to watch sporting events we don't usually see. What Olympic events, summer, winter, or both, do you enjoy watching the most? Since they only happen on a major stage every two to four years, uh, I like some of the winter Olympic stuff, the uh, the luge, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, some of the 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 uh, the downhill uh, skiing stuff is pretty crazy. that I don't slalom. usually watch. Yeah. Um uh, but mostly my experience with the Olympics is just trying to find an angle because it doesn't really translate to sports radio. Yeah. And so you yeah, need a controversy. It's the condom stories are
5: always good. Like when they when they give condoms out to the athletes prior to arriving at the Olympic village. Like they always disclose oh, the snooping
4: many- that goes on. And- yeah, they
5: always and- disclose how many condoms were given to all the Olympic athletes once they entered the village.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, are they are they going to be doing that still with with the COVID and all that? Sex is undefeated, man. Can't stop. Can't nope. stop. Won't stop. Round the clock. John the Jailer writes in from Allentown, PA. He says, Ben and Gascon, this past weekend was daylight savings times. Are you in favor of this archaic practice or should it be abolished? Uh, I believe in abolishing it. state of California voted a couple years back to – Get rid of a daylight savings time, and uh, you know, chain You know, keep the clock one clock year round. I'm good with it still having light out at seven thirty, closer to eight o'clock. Well, yeah, just keep it. Pick the time you want it, whatever. I don't care which one it is, and just keep it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, but they, they said the the urban legend is this was for farming, but it's not. The, I've heard the farming community says we don't care. You know, make the time whatever you want. Yeah, it's, it's bullcrap, and people people have health problems when they change the time, and they get in accidents more after time change. I well, I guess I could just move to Arizona where they do it right. Yeah, or one of the other places in America where they they don't have the time change. Florida? Uh, well, they have the time change in Florida. Do they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're on Eastern Standard Time, and oh, yeah, then they duh. switch. Yeah. All right, I'll teach you about how this, the birds yeah, and the bees. are. Right. thinking. I'm thinking uh,
5: about the other benefits of
4: being in Florida right now. <laughs> I know. I hear you, uh, Vols fan. We'll do a few more. Vols fan Jimmy says, "When you were a kid and went to an amusement park, man, was it difficult for you to, to ride rides being as tall and round as you uh, were?" Uh, absolutely, Jimmy. Yeah the, the 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 round thing. You know, you'd you'd wait on line. For like Space Mountain, and then you would have to, you'd have to squeeze like you're squeezing sardines uh, into a, a can there to get into the the seat on Space Mountain. It was a problem. It was a, and that, now I can't go. On, I, I've lost weight, but I can't go on Space Mountain, for example, now because my my legs are too long, and that won't work. Uh, Carlos in Bang Bang, Houston writes in says, "Did you have a fallback plan if you didn't make it in radio? What happened to Rio Biatch?" Did he die? Uh, Real Bitch uh, has been banned from the show for, I believe, six months. So we will not be hearing from him, and maybe ever again. He might be banned forever, but the, the actual ban will be about six months for conduct detrimental to the Ben Mahler show. Uh, and so he's he's been banned. And my fallback, I didn't really have a fallback. Uh, you know, I thought if, if the radio thing didn't work out, Uh, I'd have to get a real job, but uh, I didn't really kid around about Costco and all that. Uh, Joe in Richmond, Virginia says, uh, so many questions, so little time. He says, I recently conducted a yippee.com browser search on you just to test. What is yippee.com? What is it? I have no clue. Uh, He wanted to test the the results, and uh, he says, I discovered that Phylexis might not be the only six-toed drag queen in your midst. Uh, said you were described. It says Ben Maller, and she is currently 45 years old. So according to it dot com, I'm a, I'm a woman. Uh, and says uh, online rumors of Ben Maller's dating may vary may vary. While it's relatively simple to find out who's dating Ben Maller, it's harder to keep track of all the flings, hookups, and breakups. Wow. I have no idea what yippy.com is and don't believe anything you read on the internet and that's it. We're out of time. We got to go. Gascon. Good weekend in the books. Yeah. And
5: it's uh, it's a good weekend. It's going to be an even better fucking week. How about that?
4: It's going to uh, be an even better fucking week. I will disagree with you on that. But uh, listen, have a wonderful, glorious Glorious rest of your Sunday. We'll be back in the Magic Radio Box Sunday night into Monday, 11 p.m. Sunday night in the West, and that's 2 a.m. in the East, all night long, side by side. We'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of your day. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen
3: anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not
0: believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
2: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.